and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Revelation 12, 7 and 8. Praise the Lord. My name is Apostle Ron. And I'm Apostle Tina. Welcome again to uh, the Spiritual Matters. We're excited about getting into this today, and uh, we're going to pick up pick up from where we left off uh, from the last broadcast. So uh, without further ado, let us just open up in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. We bless you. We thank you for your will, your word, and your way. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our Lord, our love, and you are our life. Holy Spirit, take us by the hand, and you lead and guide us. Lead and guide us into all truth. Let the... Uh, the, just use us as a vessel of honor unto you, Lord God. We yield Thank ourselves. You, we yield this program. We use, yield this guide cast to you. Let your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. Father, let our hearts be good ground that we might both receive the engrafted word with meekness and that we may perceive and understand and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto the church. It's time for us to arise time for us to shine and to become the body of christ the bride of christ that we were meant to be before the foundation of the so thank you father let your perfect will be done in jesus name amen 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 so we are we're going to talk about the importance of the fourth dimension and just as a brief recap uh when we talked about the three dimensions last the last broadcast the number one we dealt with the first dimension whereas the first dimension is just really it's if you look at the first dimension it's a straight line which really in a spiritual way that pertains to us as believers it's just ourselves in other words all we can see is ourselves mm -hmm. no matter what happens no matter what's said or done all we can see is ourselves so to be two-dimensional a two-dimensional believer is it's like a square now you know, you can kind of see, you got a, a better perception or perspective on some things. And, you know, so again, let me just backtrack just a minute. The, the very first dimension is the flesh, it's the carnal, it's the carnality. It's what connects us to this world. The second dimension is the soulish realm. It's what connects us together. And we, we have a, a little broader vision, a broader sight. And the third dimension is us, our spirit man, walking in the spirit. We're body, soul, and spirit. So it's, it's connected to the Holy Spirit. So the third dimension, us walking in the spirit. If you look at a, a cube, you can see top, bottom, around, and you can move it. You can see the size in the back. And, you know, but with the second dimension, it's just a flat square. The first dimension is just a straight line. So the third, dimensions, the third dimension gives us the ability to see more and to understand and perceive what's happening behind the scenes, what the enemy is trying to do because the enemy really, he wants us to be first dimensional. Just only think about yourself. He doesn't mind if we're second dimensional because then he can, he can gain control of our emotions and cause us to see things, respond to things according to what we see and according to what he's dictating. But when we're third dimensional, when we're, when we're walking in the spirit, when our spirit man is connected to the Holy Ghost, when we're, when we're associating and uh, one with the spirit of truth, that he can show us. 
We can walk in the gift of discerning of spirits. We can walk prophetically. We can walk what I like to call a super, with the supernatural intelligence. In other words, you know, you, you can see things and perceive things and know things, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, that and understand and see what's happening behind the scenes. So would you say that pretty much is accurate? Miss anything? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so. But, you know, I, I do want to add that, you know, we're talking about the spiritual matters. We're talking about the spiritual things um, because literally we are created as spiritual beings to connect with God. Right. So all of this is good to know. But, of course, first things first, our relationship with the Lord is paramount. Amen. So, but, um you can't have a relationship with the Lord if our spirit is not connected to him. Right. So um, just getting that understanding of how fundamental this is. This isn't just like, you know, added stuff that we don't need to know as believers. Literally, the only way we can connect to God is right. through our spirit. <laughs> and right. he made it that way. Right. So it should be like, you know, uh like natural, as natural as breathing comes to us. Right. We should understand that walking in the spirit, knowing the things of the spirit should just be common thing as well. Just like, you know, with kids, they go to kindergarten, they learn their colors, they learn their numbers. This is something that is, is really necessary Definitely. for us to know as believers one who are literally trying to grow our relationship with the Lord because if you don't know that there is a diabolical being that is constantly trying to prevent you from that relationship then um, you're going to be just going in circles not understanding why it's so hard for you to connect right and I'm glad you said that because it just really jogged something little really just highlighted something to me when we're we're one dimensional, it's just about ourselves, and 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 that's really how we walk in this world, you know. Uh, but we're when we're really self centered and self selfish and those kind of things. When we're second dimensional, our soul is getting involved with more cognizant of others and all that kind of stuff. And right. so again, the third dimension is when we really give. When, see, in the second dimension, we give our lives to Jesus, and then our soul. Is regenerated, and the third dimension is when we're when we're really born again and we're connected, like my wife said, to the Holy Spirit, and then we commune with the Holy Spirit. We commune with God, and as she was saying, that personal relationship is paramount. It's paramount. So now we're going to talk about the fourth dimension, and the importance of the fourth dimension. When we talk about the fourth dimension, we're talking about time. Time. Time is very important because without under understanding of time, then we will not ever do what God has called us to do, what God has chosen us to do. See, the enemy wants us distracted from the time. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to have that discussion so that everyone can have a good understanding and a picture of what this walk is about. Because when it comes to God, we have a personal relationship and we have a purposeful relationship. Our personal relationship is taught to him in our closet. You know, he's our father and 
uh, uh, he's our friend. He, he, you know, but in the purposeful relationship, he's our king. He's our Lord. And we're here to do his will. Yeah. And it's good to have that understanding that there is a difference. There is a difference. They're not the same. And I think a lot of believers tend to think that they don't, or I should say, they don't realize that your personal relationship is separate from the purpose in which he's put us here. Right. So everyone has a personal relationship with the Lord. Everyone Every, has everyone a purpose. Everyone that is saved. Right. Yeah. Everyone that is saved um, has, a, has, a, has that personal relationship with the Lord. But, and everyone has a purpose in this life. However, um, the Lord... You, that communication that we have with the Lord for our personal relationship is not the same as the communication that we have towards our personal relationship. Right. Um, you know, that has to be grown and, and um, cultivated. Right. So, yeah, that was something that, you know, I learned through you as well that, um, you know, just having that personal, we all have a personal relationship. We all have some sort of connection with the Lord as believers. Um, and of course we grow in that, um, the more that we get to know him and all of that, but walking in purpose, it's not, it's not something that you just wake up and you just automatically do. There is literally, that's, I mean, he didn't, Jesus didn't come and call the disciples and all of a sudden they were just walking like him. Right. Like, no, he taught them. Mm -hmm. He taught them how to pray. He taught them, he taught them the, the fundamentals of being like Christ. Amen. And let's give you a good example. So just for understanding, for, for greater understanding and clarity, when Jesus initiated the relationship between him and Saul, who became Paul, Jesus came to him himself. A light, a bright light shone, and he was knocked. Paul was knocked, or Saul before he became Paul was knocked off his beast. And then he said, "Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me?" It's hard to kick against the prince, the pricks. Then, 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 then Saul said, "Who are you, Lord?" And he said, "I am Jesus, whom you persecute." So then, this happened a couple times, and then, uh, so then, uh, then, then Paul said to him, Saul said to him, "Well, what would you have me to do?" Then. See, that was the personal relationship that was instigated by Christ. Then he said, there's a man named Ananias. Go to him. He shall tell you what to do. Now, why wouldn't he just tell Paul himself? Why wouldn't he just communicate that? He was already having a personal connection and communication with him. See, that's why God set up leadership. The Bible said we're given over to governors and tutors into the appointed time to be trained and equipped. That's what the purpose for the fivefold ministry is. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers is for the edifying of the body of Christ, the work of the ministry, the edifying of itself in love. So we become into the perfect man, to the fullness of the stature of Christ. See, leadership is God put leadership on earth. That's why the Bible tells us that. Um, when, 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 when there's a leader, if you, you know, it's like when, when, the, when God and the leader is connected, the leader is one. Now, I ain't talking about a faulty leader. I'm talking about a true man and, and a woman of God. 
then when you go against that person, you're going against God because that's whom God has sent. So, and so when Paul met Ananias, Ananias heard from God as to what to tell Paul. Why didn't God just cut out the middleman? Why didn't God just cut out Ananias and begin to speak to him? Because he set leadership in order to help to prepare people for purpose, to help people to walk in purpose, and even assist in their personal relationship to how, you know, okay, well, I'm not hearing from God. This is how you hear. You, you, you know, you just sit down and quiet. You, you just let clear your mind. And, and not like they do a new age meditation and all that kind of stuff, but just sit in the presence of God and all these things going to start running through your mind. Just quiet, just quiet yourself before God and just say, God, I'm here. Speak to me. And I remember when I first started doing that, uh, man, I couldn't sit there longer than five minutes. I was just so antsy. I had to get up and do something or whatever. But then I learned how to really sit in the presence of God. Because when you have all the noise in your head, you can't hear the still, small voice. But then once you hear it and you get used to hearing it, it's not so small anymore to you. So um, so leaders are here to help you to walk in that purposeful relationship with Christ to be there as a support, encouragement, to bring correction, rebuke, and to help you to, 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 to show you how to do things, you know, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. So that's that purposeful relationship. And, and then, then as you're relating, that you understand that you're here for a reason. Like many people say, you're here for such a time as this. Then you begin to understand through the reading of the word, through receiving the preaching and teaching of the word, that there's more to you than appears. Like the Bible says, we talked about that the last session, how we are, we are beings and it's, and, and God created us. However, it's more to us than that appears. The things that do appear are temporal. This is temporal. But what we don't see is eternal. And we're going to talk about these things today because it's important for the body of Christ not only to have a personal relationship, but to walk in their purpose. Amen? Amen. Uh, see, God gave us all time. We all have time. And that time is for two reasons. That time is given to us to get to know the Lord. And that purpose, I mean, a, a personal relationship. And then that time is given to us to walk and step into who we are and why we're here. That those, the Lord told me years and years ago, he said, there are three questions that plague humanity. Who am I? Why am I here? And what's my purpose? And I've heard so many people say that after that, throughout, throughout the years of my walk in Christ. Because the thing about us is, as human beings, that's why so many people feel so, um, like, discouraged or, or feel helpless or hopeless or, or, or feel they devalue themselves and they feel devalued by people. Because what gives value to a thing is the, the uh, um, what am I trying to say here? The uniqueness and the purpose of it is what adds value. It gives value. And, and so God so loved the world that he gave his son. The Bible talks about us being purchased by the blood of the lamb. Well, you can't purchase something that has no value. So you are so valuable. We are so valuable that the only thing that could buy us back or purchase us from sin was the blood of Jesus. So we look to people to validate us and to give us value. Mm -hmm. But our value is in Christ. 
And if you want to know how much you're worth, think about the Lamb of God that was slain. That's how much you're worth, each and every one of us. So understanding that, then we have to see that God gave us time to get to him and to get to who we are in him. See, get to him is our personal relationship, but get to know who we are in him is our purposeful relationship. And that's why God created that fourth dimension so that we could transcend and understand time and do things according to the time is that he's given us. Time is a tool. We are not a slave to time. You know, one of the tricks that the enemy pulls over our, uh, he plays on us in the wall that he pulls over our head is that I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough time. So we get anxious that we become servants to time when time is really a servant to us. Right. And I know I've definitely experienced that um, being, you know, at working, you know, in this world and um, just that fast pace moving, mm-hmm. always going, having to rush to, you know, go to bed, get ready for bed. Um, so I can wake up early so that I can beat traffic so that I can get to work on time so that, you know, I can leave work, beat traffic so I can get home, you know, uh, to do it all over again. And I remember when the Lord first, um, told me to leave my job and it was, it was hard for me to break out of that. You know, I was like, Lord. Like I, you know, I, he called me off my job and he was like, look, I just want you to take, take some time off. So the first couple of weeks he was like, I just want you to rest. Cause I, I mean, I'm telling you, they were working me like a Hebrew slave mm-hmm. at that job. I was doing like multiple people's jobs and it was a lot. It was a lot on, you know, my, my body it was a lot on my, my mind and, and all of that stress. And so he was like, look, I just want you to take some time to just relax so I was sleeping in. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, this is weird. I'm like, you know, getting ready for bed. I'm like taking my shower. I'm like, I got to hurry up. And then he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have to hurry up to go to bed to wake up early. So what am I doing? But it was so ingrained in me. It was like, I have to hurry. I have to hurry up and make dinner. I have to hurry up and... And he was like, I just want you to slow down. And so I literally had to remind myself to just stop and just slow down. And, um, yeah, that's what I did. And now I, of course, I, I, I'm, I've broken out of that, but I just, I just thought it was so interesting that I didn't even know it. I didn't even see it until he was like, Look at what you're doing. Look at yourself. Why are you why are you in such a rush? You know. I remember when you used to walk. I used to try to keep up with you. Like plunk, 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 click with them heels and click like click like click. I'm like, dang, what's she in a rush for? Right. Right. You know, and, and that's the thing. See, the enemy wants us tricked up because whatever you are servant of becomes your master. So time could become an idol. Whereas you have no time for the Lord. You have no time for family. You have no time for your children. You have no time for rest. You have no time for recreation. And all those things are needed. God gave it to us as gifts. Listen, 
we have to use time wisely, but don't let time use you. Yeah. And even I'm thinking now, looking back when I was working and um, I was reviewing contracts and, you know, it's a set time that you have to do your work every single day. And I remember I was just like, I don't have enough time to do this quota that they're telling me to do. And but, you know, I was like, OK, Lord, Holy Spirit, help me just leaning on him for um, for help because I don't know what to do. And he would give me wisdom. And that was a thing that he had instilled in me early on is, you know, you want to work hard or do you want to work smart? Because you can work hard and, you know, grind and do all that and you'll get the glory for it. But but at what cost to your body, to stress on your body, to your health, or you can work smart and that's leaning on him, getting right. wisdom. And that's what I did because I was never one to be like, let me let me work all these jobs or let me just, you know, work one. I didn't even want that. So I was like, yes. What do you, what can you help me with? What can you do for me? And he would just give me wisdom. And I couldn't believe the amount of work that I was doing in the same amount of time. And it was baffling to everybody. Everybody just, sometimes they just come to my desk and just stare at me. Like they didn't get it either. So. Yeah. Listen, Jesus said he sent us the Holy Spirit to help us. Lean on the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help. Ask him to help you to walk through and balance this fourth dimension called time. Because anything that leaves you with not enough time for God is an idol. Is an idol. Mm -hmm. Because the enemy wants us distracted from our personal relationship and our purposeful relationship. I'm going to go to Bible study. What do you mean? I don't have time to go to Sunday service. So now God is subject to your your schedule, your time. Well, right. who, who who is God? <laughs> right. A servant is bound to his master. A servant is subject to his master. So are you being subject to God? Or are you being subject to your job before God? Or are you being subject to yourself, your own business? And you put everything before God. God gave us time for us to use as a tool to know him and to fulfill purpose. And then everything else works around that. And it's an, he created, listen, mm-hmm. God doesn't short us on anything. He said that everything he does is in abundance. So yeah. we have an abundance of time. We just have to step out of the first dimension or the second dimension, step into the third dimension so we can transition into what he wants us to do in this fourth dimension of time and how he wants us to do it. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 2 says this, to everything there is a season. To everything there's a season. Your job is a season. And to a time and a time to every purpose under heaven. So there is a time for every purpose under heaven. There is a time. We got to understand you have a purpose. Therefore, you have time to fulfill it. But what the enemy wants for us to be distracted and putting other things in greater priority than what God wants so then now there's no time for our purpose. Is that making sense? 
And then it says in verse two, a time to be born and a time to die. And you can read the rest. So in this time, we were born into time. And then there's a time to die. There's a time for us to leave this earth. But what God is going to ask us, what did we do with the, the fourth dimension of time that he gave us as a gift and a tool? What did we do? Oh, Lord, I built this multi-billion dollar company. Really? So, But what did you do for me? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, right. Why? Because... God gave us everything. The Bible says that he created all things by himself and for himself. We are created for him. Now, you could be an attorney. You can be a banker. You can whatever it is that God has called you to be. But you have to understand that that purpose has a time and that purpose is always tied into Christ. Whether you minister to somebody or you're helping people. And like, for instance, now they really going to begin to crack down on believers. Attorneys at law, we'll need them to help us and all these things. You know, they they say filled with the Holy Ghost, being led by the Holy Spirit, and and these type of things. So so we're born with purpose. If you look at um, what God said to Nehemiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you, and I called you by name, and I called you to be a prophet to the nations. I formed you in the mother's womb and called you a prophet to the nations. So before you were born, he called you to something. He called you to do something. Then when we're born, the clock start going. And then there's a time. Let me tell you how good God is. Let's, look, let's think about Samson. How God called him and he had a covenant with him. And he was called to bring down the house of the enemy and um but he got so he got one dimensional all he could think about himself and that flesh so he hooked up with delilah and he got so uh his you know I, smitten. thank you that's a better term than I, what i was gonna say he got so smitten with her that he he began to lose time pertaining to purpose his time was running out and so she he gave him the seek he gave her the secret to his strength. She cut his hair, he lost his strength, he sold out God for you know what? He sold out God. And so then he was put in jail and they chained him up. He couldn't get free. And so time was elapsing and he had time, a certain amount of time to fulfill his purpose. So what, what happened? See, the Bible tells us God will redeem the time for his namesake. So we don't ever have to feel like, oh, man, I done, I messed up. I was out of the Lord. Listen, just come back to him now. Let him redeem the time so that you would have that time, adequate time to redeem, to be redeemed and fulfill your purpose. Because what happened with him is he, Samson repented. And when he repented, God gave him strength right then and there, and he was able to bring the house of the enemy down. So what I'm saying is the enemy wants us distracted from the purpose that he gave, that God gave us, you know, and he won many things. That's why Jesus told Martha, he said, you know, Martha was sitting at the feet, of, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, and, and um, Martha got upset like, Lord, tell her to help me. 
And Jesus said she chose the better part. He said, Martha, you are encumbered about by many tasks. How many tasks do we have that prevents us from sitting at his feet? That prevents us from getting in his presence? That prevents, that, uh, prevents us from doing his will? From walking with him and, and fulfilling purpose? The enemy wants us encumbered about by many tasks. Yeah. So, so he doesn't mind if we stay one-dimensional about ourselves or even two-dimensional. You got all these tasks to do. And it's, and it's, but when we become three-dimensional to walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will begin as believers to convict us and lead us and, and, and have us concentrate on purpose because we know that there is not enough, there's not a lot of time left. But we have just enough time we have more than enough time to fill his, fulfill his purpose. Just like in Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, God said, remember not the former things of old. I mean, do you remember? Remember the former things of old. He said, for I am God and there is none else. He says, I am God and there is none else like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from the ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Now, here's the thing. The Bible says we were created for his good pleasure. Now, it's up to us because, see, when God is looking at time in the natural sense, the fourth dimension of time, he sees the ending from the beginning. He sees the past, the present, and he sees the future all at the same time. So he knows where you've been. He knows where you are. And he knows where you're going. Like, like when I got saved, I was going to hell. And what caused my path, I mean, before I got saved, I was going to hell. What caused my path to take a detour was me receiving Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but those that don't believe in me are condemned already. But when we meet Jesus, we get a detour. We Instead of going to hell, he detours us to go to heaven. So God sees everything. He sees everything. And because he sees everything, it would behoove us in all wisdom to ask the Holy Spirit, who Jesus said, I'm sending to help you, to help us navigate through this process and this road called life. That's why Paul said, I finished my course. I kept the faith. He completed his task and the time that God gave him. We can all complete the purpose of God in this fourth dimension called time if we lean on the Holy Spirit because he sees all of the pitfalls, all of the snares, all of the traps that the enemy wants to use to, to entrap us and snare us or to a lot of time it's just the purpose. He just want to distract us. Yeah, that is uh, one of the um, one of the things that the enemy does is that deception, right. the distractions mm -hmm. and all of that, but really trying to deceive us right. to think that God isn't good in that respect because, you know, the world says you don't, you know, you have to, eh, you have to do everything quick. You know, there's a microwave generation and um, you can only have one or the other. Well, why can't you have it all? You know what I mean? Like that's that the dream or the aspiration is to have it all. But then it's almost like this dangling carrot 
you know, we talk about the things of this world, but God isn't like that. He says that he, um, he blesses us and he adds no sorrow to it. So why do we as believers think that God, like we can only have one or the other. We can only, if we have a good job, then we can't have like a good family life because we had to be really dedicated to this job to be successful. You know what I mean? It may be something that's like subcon or, you know, yeah, subconscious. Whereas if you want to be successful, you have to be at your job all the time. You have to, you know, just be a workaholic type thing. And then of course you see family and everything else suffers. Well, that's not true because with God, there's a balance to everything and you can be successful at your job, but guess what? You could also be a good son or daughter to God, whereas you're spending time with him and all of that. He is just, he's good. He gives that wisdom, that balance of how we can manage our time properly, because guess what? He's the one that gave it to us. Right. So he knows how we can successfully manage all of that. Right. And when we realize that these things like a career and, and stuff like that, when those things no longer are idle, then we can see the Lord working through that for our good right. and, and making and becoming successful in that That's without true. having to sacrifice our relationship with God and our family. Right, right. And, and, and the thing is also that we, have we all heard, you know, and I'm sure all of us have, and we even struggle with this, a work-life balance. You ever heard that? So many people say that, but work they don't actually balance. mean it. Right, right. <laughs> it but sounds good to say. It does. <laughs> but it's only two-dimensional. Work-life. And that means you're putting a work above your life. But here's three-dimensional. Lord, life, work, balance. Life entails not just yourself, but your family. So you put the Lord first. Then you put your, your family and yourself before your job. Because that job will drain you and then throw you out when they're done with you. Give you a watch and say, get to stepping. They don't even do that anymore. Right. And in the meantime, your son is messed up. Your daughter's messed up. Your, your, your wife or ex-wife, whatever. Just from putting... Other things first, it's the trap of the enemy. Don't put anything else before God. And ask the Lord, help me to manage this. Help me to balance this. Help me. So, so we don't just do a work-life balance. We do a Lord-life-labor balance. Being labor, being work. So when we look at time, we're given this fourth dimension is to serve us and to assist us into fulfilling the will of God. The will of God. Everything that has been cast down or been made in this earth realm has been given time. You know what? He even, he gave us the model, you know, in the word of how to balance all that. Because we could say, well, I don't know how to balance all of that. But he gave it to us. He's first. Right. Your family is second. Right. Then... Then you, you know, then, when then you wanna, ministry. Right. Then you add ministry. That's mean your service to the Lord. That and then your work. 
Right. Because you some some people are like, oh my boss, my boss, my boss pays my signs my paycheck, but the Lord is the one that gives you life to work at that job. And so he opened the door. And he opened the door. So it's the it's the owner of the business more powerful than God. God can take that business from him and give it to whomever he please. Yeah. So let's let's put things in the proper perspective so that the enemy is not eating up our time. We're not wasting our time, but we're using our time purposefully. We're using our time to get rest, to have peace, to build our family, to love one another, and to do the will of God with each other. Yeah. So we're going to look at the beginning of time. It's, it's, it's in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, starting at verse 1. And it says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So he created heaven and earth in the beginning. And the earth was without form. So I believe there's there's some time between verse 1 and verse 2. Because God don't create anything in darkness. I believe when Satan fell from heaven, he wreaked havoc on the earth and destroyed what God created. So uh, just like they say in prehistoric times, the dinosaur were wiped out by a meteor. Well, I believe that meteor, they think, was Satan falling from heaven. Because we know dinosaurs are real from the fossilized bones. So I, I'm of the persuasion that when Satan fell, he destroyed the earth. So then when God, after God created and all that happened, then the the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light. And then there was light. And God saw that the light, saw the light and that it was good. Say light is good. Light is good. Amen. And God divided the light from the darkness. And we can see that echoed through all the scriptures, even in the New Testament, how God is calling us out of darkness into the light. Then it says, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. That is when God created time. The first day that the planet Earth had time, had the first day, and the planet Earth has the last day. We who live on Earth have a first day, and we all have a last day. But so, so we see God, he created the Earth, he created time, that he created man, that he put us in there. Now he's watching the earth, he's watching man, he's watching time, and he's giving man purpose as he's looking from the outside. He's giving us time to fulfill that purpose. And then he said, I will help you every step of the way. As a matter of fact, that's how easy he made it. He said, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So he'll lead you by the hand. See how easy it made it for us? Like you said, working hard or working smart. It's smart to take the law of the Holy Spirit to take your hand and lead you and guide you and direct your steps and order your way. The Bible said it's not in man to know his own way or to direct his own steps. It's not in us to know what to do. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us. We need to get in the habit of saying, Holy Spirit, help me. Mm -hmm. That's 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 what I'm telling you. That's what we do. Yeah. Holy, even when it comes to little simple things, I, even if you students, if you can't figure out a math problem, say Holy Spirit help me. If you got a, if you're in a quandary on a job, Holy Spirit help me. 
If you can't find something, Holy Spirit, help me. The Holy Spirit loves, absolutely loves to help us. Yeah. Lord, you're calling me to do this. I don't know how. Holy Spirit, help me. That's why Paul said, you know, the will to do it is with me, but how to perform it, I know not. Holy Spirit, help me. Even Jesus, he he is that man that was an example of how to be a human being in this earth. He was he was God in in, the, in in man's flesh to show us how to do it as human beings. And what did he say? Of myself, I could do nothing. But the Father in me, He does the work. Yep. You talking about working easy? If God doing the work through you, and especially us as leaders in the body of Christ, we have to stop trying to do works to get stuff done for ourselves. It's been in the time that God gave us to build our own kingdom. We need to stop and say, Lord, forgive me. Holy Spirit, you do the work through me. Amen. Amen. So the purpose of time, the purpose of time, the reason why God gave us time. John chapter 6, verse 38. Jesus said, for I came down from heaven. Not to do my own will, but the will of him who said who sent me. We could camp right there for about a hundred years talking about that. Because we don't understand that Jesus was sent here with a purpose and to do the will of God. And guess what? He had 33 years to do it. He had 33 years to do it. He had a first day and he had a last day and he had time in between to do the work and the will of the father. See, Jesus walked in this greater dimension that allowed him to fulfill the will of God. Because see, what the enemy doesn't want, he definitely does. He doesn't want us to walk in three dimensions. He doesn't want us to walk in the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want us to walk in the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. He certainly don't want us to begin to understand the times. To understand the fourth dimension and let, allow us to walk. He doesn't want, he, he's doing everything he can to prevent us from walking in, the, in time with God. Mm-hmm. And the wisdom of God. To do the will of God. And watch this. And this is my father's will which have sent me. That of all which he have given me. That I shall lose nothing. But shall raise it up again at the last day. So he had instructions. He had things to do. He had people to reach. He had a precedent to set. And, and his whole thing was. I'm focused on the, what God has sent me in this earth to do. So at the end, I can raise it up and lost nothing. Now watch this. And this is the will of the Father who sent me. That everyone would see if the Son and believes on him may have eternal life. And I will raise him up, which is talking about a person at the last day. Now the first time, He said, raise it up. Raise up the things that are done, my work, my labor. On the last day. So. As we are in time. 
The Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We have to, especially in the church, we have to fear the Lord and we have to reverence the Lord. That's why the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That scripture is very interesting. Um, of course, we know that Jesus is God, mm -hmm. um, but he did come in this earth in, in the likeness of flesh right. um, as a man. So in that, that scripture, that verse, verse 39 where it says, but should be raised, but should raise it up again at the last day. And um, he's talking about himself. That last day mm -hmm. when he was crucified, mm -hmm. he was raised back. He was raised up, went to heaven or went to hell and then went to the right hand of the father. But he was back on earth after that. Right. See, he's so many. He because he, he 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 lived and so in all dimensions at the same time as a man. So even at that, that's kind of like showing us something, like something a little hidden in there because that was his last day. Mm -hmm. When they crucified him, technically, that as was his, man. as a man, that was his last day on earth. But yet he appeared later on earth, not as a spirit, right? but still in flesh. Right. So even in that, he's showing us something. Just like he said, greater works shall you do. Like, look what he did. He defied that time that says you are only on this earth for this amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then you have to die. Mm -hmm. But he kind of broke that, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because he's showing us it's much more to us than just than this life, this time. Because when we shed this body and we go to heaven, you know, we're living. And, and the reason why he, of course, came back to show himself to the disciples and everything, because he's God. And we have a greater purpose than we understand. We have a greater purpose than we understand. And just because we die don't mean that's the end. Right. When we die, that's just the beginning. This is the beginning. So he's losing, he's gonna lose nothing. Nothing that's put in his hand from the father that he's gonna lose. But he's gonna raise it up in the last day. And no one that comes to him with their true heart, no one that believes on him with their true with the true heart will be without everlasting life and will be raised up on the last day. Now we're going to talk about what that last day mean in that, in that particular one there, the second one, the last day. And uh, Matthew seven twenty one it says, not everyone that say unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. So here we see again that Jesus didn't come down to do his own will, but he came to do the will of the father. Mm -hmm. And he had time to do what God wanted him to do as a man in the earth realm. Mm -hmm. Now he came back as he, he left as the son of man, but came back, like he said, after the, the uh, resurrection and ascension, he came back as the son of God. Mm -hmm. Manifest as the son of God. First he manifests as the son of man through the lineage of David in order to gain the right to the kingdom on earth. But then he came back as the son of God to show them that death has no power over me. So therefore it has no power over you. Right. 
It's no coincidence that we're called sons of God, too. And we are called sons of God. So that, again, is a little like a foreshadowing to something. Right, right, <laughs> right. So not everyone that say, Lord, Lord. I, I remember a while ago I preached this message. People were like, whoa. Because I said, don't be a jackass. You know, like, ooh, you know, I said, ooh, you curse more than that when you get drunk when you ain't in church. Come on now. That's not even a curse word. That's an animal. And what do I mean by that? Because there was no one around. God uh, had to speak through a donkey. The Bible says an ass. God spoke through an ass to forbid the madness of Balaam. So there are people that God will use just because there's no one else around. I don't want to ever be that type of person. See, that person living, living their time and their life for their own self, for their own will. But when you live for the Father's will, oh, get him out. Yeah, he's right there. Get Tay, get Marissa, get get Alice, get get this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I got yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow, there's no one around. All right, now that's a false prophet. But I need to speak to Jennifer, so I'm gonna give this false prophet a word. Oh, I'm gonna give this um this this prophet that's consumed with self, the god of his own belly. I'm gonna have him give her a word. Then if that man will stand before Jesus and say, have nothing in your name, prophesy. You've done many good works. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. Why? Because you didn't walk or stay in that personal relationship and you didn't walk in and stay in that purposeful relationship. Right. Just like we, you know, really talked about uh, the beginning of, I think it was the beginning of the year. We were really um, honing in on the matters of the heart, right? you know, or the intentions of the heart, mm -hmm. uh, the secret place, getting into that secret place with the Lord and just doing things with proper intentions. So, you know, just seeing that and, and recognizing that that's what he's looking for. Mm. That is what he is looking at. Right. It's not about everything else that we're doing on the outward. But it's it's literally inside. Right, right. And what does this have to do with spiritual matters? Because the calling, the relationship, the purpose, the walk is a spiritual matter. Doing us our own will is a natural matter. Right. It's a one-dimensional to two-dimensional matter. Mm -hmm. But when we seek to do the will of the Father, we now we're walking in three dimensions, then we begin to understand the fourth dimension, and then we can go sit with Christ in heavenly places. We were made fit to sit with him in heavenly places. That's higher dimensions of authority and of purpose and walking in the glory of God. So John chapter um, 12, verse uh, 48, He that rejects me, Jesus said, and receives not my words, have one that judges him. Watch this. The word that I have spoken, the word of God, what he's, what he's saying, what we're reading, the word of God, what we're hearing, what we're receiving, the word of God by the Holy Spirit will judge us. We can't say that I didn't know, I didn't hear it. But that's not even, a, that's not even, you know, the Bible said that no man was going to be left without excuse. Because, uh, God has his word here. We can read his word ourselves. 
The Holy Spirit leads us. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, no man can come unto me except the Father draw him. The Father draws us to Christ, draws us to read the word or, or, you know, come together. That's why the Bible says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together. These things are important. Then it says, the same shall be judged, so judge him on the last day. So we have a first day. That's how um, Tay used to cry when he was first born. That was a perfect rendition of his cry as a baby. Then he'll pause for like three, <laughs> three, four seconds. He goes, then he had that face. Here you go. <laughs> but we have a first day and we have a last day. And on that last day, let it be said of me, well done. Not only do we have a personal last day, but there is a last day in time. There is a last, there's a first day in time. We see that in Genesis chapter one. But we see there's a last day in time. So what's, what's, what do we need to do? We need to understand the urgency of time. Especially us that are here now. See, not only are, you know, we, we have a greater responsibility now than maybe previous generations. Because we are living in the last of the last days. So not only must we be cognizant of our time, but we must be cognizant of the time of this earth, the time that the world has. And it's not too much for us. It's not too great. God made us for this. God made us. Not only did he make us for it, he made us to be conquerors of it. We're more than conquerors. We're overcomers, but only through Christ, only by his spirit, by his word, by his blood. So Romans 13, 11 says, and that knowing, knowing the time, knowing the time. So we have to know there's an urgency in the time in which we live. Look out there, look on the news. Look on the real news, not the CNN and ABC and all, because they don't even tell the truth. They all have a script to follow from the owners who are part of the one percenters based upon an agenda they're trying to bring in the world. Venture out, watch some other news uh, outlets. You know, watch some news that they tell you not to watch. I was watching this uh, movie. It was based on a true story. It was called the... Um, the fifth the fifth kind or something like that where this woman was adopted by an alien and then this alien possessed her i'm telling you these aliens are not inter intergalactic they are not uh, um what do you call it uh extraterrestrial they're interdimensional they're spirits they're evil spirits and watch out for this ai because we're going to talk about that soon too watch out for that ai because God told me AI is not artificial. It's a being. It's an entity. We're casting out devils. Looking spirits from people. They need somewhere to go. So they came up with a plan to come to make bodies and for it to inhabit electrical circuits and systems in order that they might have a voice and they might have a place to fulfill their purpose because they're in time too. 
these evil spirits, these fallen angels, we're going to see this in a sec. They all are in time and have time now since they are part of this earth. So let me, let me read on. It says, and that knowing the time that now it is high time is important. It's urgent to wake up out of sleep. That's what this spiritual madness is about. It's for the, the body of Christ, our brothers and sisters, even those who are lost and are called to salvation will wake up out of sleep. For now is our salvation salvation nearer than when we believe. In other words, so if Paul was saying that back then, that our salvation is nearer, almost 2,000 years later, or 2,000 years later, how much closer are we now than then? So then the urgency that he felt now is multiplied, then is multiplied even now. So we have to understand how God created us and how God created us to, to, to walk in the dimensions and all these dimensions for his purpose and for his will. And don't say, well, this is going to be boring going to church. Look, we have, we enjoy our lives. And what you see here is just a small part of our lives. But we enjoy our lives with the Lord. We enjoy our lives with each other. We be home cracking up and just, just chopping it. I mean, we just, we enjoy our lives. This is, we don't live a boring life and we don't wake up with hangovers and, you know, getting beat up or beating up folk and, you know, feeling all that kind of pain and anguish like that from, no, we enjoy our lives. Of course, we go through spiritual warfare. Yes, we go through attacks of the enemy, but yes, we go through the wonderful presence of God. Yes, we have times, you know, we've been visited. We've been visited by angels. We, I mean, when you walk in these beyond the first and second dimension, when you begin to walk in the third dimension with the Holy Ghost, I mean, so many beautiful, wonderful things will happen if we just get, that's why the Bible says Jesus was beside himself. Get beside that second dimension. The first dimension, second dimension, get beside the second dimension, step into the third dimension and focus on the doing the will of the Father. Focus on your relationship. Focus on being led by the Holy Spirit because then God will open your eyes to the fourth dimension in the urgency of time that we live in now. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. Amen. And it says here, the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. The works of darkness, that's that first and second dimensional stuff. And it's all about us, how and, uh, us personally and how we feel. First and second dimension. Cast off those works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly. Let us walk in integrity, not before men, but before God. Let us walk to please the Lord as it is as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness and tampering and wantonness, which means lust and all that kind of stuff. Strife and envying. The church is time for us to wake up and get up out of this stuff. There's no need for me to be jealous of you and you be jealous of me, especially as a married couple. What I look like being jealous of my wife. I support you. I want you to excel. I want you to do the will of God. I want you to do the greatest things that you do that you're better than what I do because that's the gifts that God gave you and vice versa. So we have to support one another. Just like the body of Christ, we have to support one another. Amen. I have to support one another. Encourage one another. Build one another. 
pray for one another. Protect one another. Let's grow together in this thing. Christ Jesus, our Lord. Not going against each other. So we don't need to be in strife or envying each other. But we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We put him on. His nature, his character. That's why we're dealing with the fruits of the, the fruit of the Spirit. And we get ready to step into the gifts of the Spirit. And we're going to be going to be some demonstration of gifts of the Spirit when we walk through it. And make not, watch this, and make not provision for the flesh. Not, don't be selfish. Don't be one-dimensional. Don't be consumed with yourself. Jesus even said, don't take thought of what you have and don't have. He said, because the Father knows what you need. If we focus on him, if we walk with him, if, if we get to know him, it, let's say, if we trust him and I put our faith in him, he will take care of our needs. And we're going to need that a whole lot more soon to walk and trust him. For the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Lust don't always mean fornication or sex. Lust means your strong desires. First, first Thessalonians. Verse 5. It's talking about verse 1 that says, But for the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. You know, look at anybody that's that 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 can see, anybody that can think, anybody with perception can see that we are in perilous times. We are in terrible times. People, whether they believe it or not, in their heart and their mind, they know we're at the end of time. We're in the last days. And it says, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So he's talking about this rapture. So, now watch this. Watch, watch Jesus, the time. Watch this. So he was born of a virgin. He died on a cross. He went to hell, defeated Satan, rose again. And if you really read the Bible, it says that the patriarchs and matriarchs rose with him and they walked through Jerusalem. So they rose from the dead. Then he ascended. They ascended with him into heaven. But he ascended. And now this earth was given another dispensation of time to where it now from the ascension to the, the second coming. There's things and works that we need to do in order to um, fulfill purpose before he comes. Now, when he comes and we get raptured, time is still going because it's still some time on the earth. But it's going to be so much harder to serve the Lord. People will have to be decapitated to go to heaven during those times. So that, that, that day... That day, because after, after, you know, we have to walk this thing out because it's the day that's coming that he's going to say, come up hither. And we want to fulfill our purpose and do the will of God before that day happens. So are we willing to sacrifice God for what we want or sacrifice what we want for God? First Chronicles 12, 32, it says, And the children of Issachar, which were men, that had understanding of the times. See, we have to understand the times that we're living in to know what Israel ought to do. So especially us as leaders, as the body of Christ, we have to understand the times that we're living in mm -hmm. so that we can, as, as the spiritual matters broadcast or Godcast is showing everybody through this broadcast what we should be doing in this time. 
the heads of them were 200 and their brethren were at their command. So God has given us a responsibility with our brethren. Whether you're here, whether you're watching it, watching the recording, God is giving us, as well as other leaders of integrity that love him and walk with him, that truly serve him, what for us to do. Now, we're sharing the word what we have to do spiritually. We have to do it our lives, but there's some people that's out there that knows what's happening in the end. They see the times, and they know what to do with the grids. They know what they do, what to do with generators and food and all that kind of thing. God is bringing us all together so that we can all fulfill one another through the Holy Spirit, through the wisdom of God. So when you talk about time, because passed down, or it fell onto the earth, he fell into time. And he knows that these are the last days. He knows that Jesus is coming back soon. He knows that his time is... Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. Therefore rejoice, the angels said, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and ye that dwell in them, and woe to the inhabitants of the earth. That's why it's so bad now. And of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. Why? Because he knows he have but a short time. You see that? Mm -hmm. He knows that he has but a short time. Can you imagine being eternal, living an eternal life? Live on forever? To be put in time like human beings? That you know that you have a last day. That's what this is saying. He knows he has a last day. And he knows that last day is important. So he's trying to trying to destroy as many people as he can. He's trying to uh, uh, deceive as many people as he can. But us here, we ought to understand the urgency of the time as well. Because Jesus is coming. So that we may rescue as many people from the hands of Satan. That we may preach the truth. Live in love. Walk and talk in love. And bring many people to Jesus as we can. Because we know we have but a short time. Mm -hmm. See, we're not coming with wrath. We're coming with love. We're coming with joy. We're coming with peace. We're coming with hope. We're coming with uh, uh, temperance and kindness and meekness. We're coming with, 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 the, with the fruit of the Spirit. We're coming with the character of Christ because we put on Jesus Christ. We put him on. We put on this nature. We put on this, you know, his, his, his even thought process. We're here to do the will of the Father. And Jesus said, the Son of Man is come to seek and to see that which is lost. So we build each other. You know, we get hit by the enemy. This is a warfare. We get wounded. We are here to minister to each other, to pray for each other, to prophesy to each other, to encourage each other, to build each other through all those bad times. Because why? Well, I got to get back out there because the time's short. See, I don't, I don't look at Jesus coming like, I got to be ready, you know, because uh, I don't want to miss him. I look at it like this. I want to win as many people. I want to touch as many people. I want to encourage, build, equip, train as many people as I can before he comes. Because I know he's coming soon. There's an urgency in this fourth dimension of time that I might please him. And check this out. Matthew chapter 8, verse 29. And behold, talking about the demoniacs, when Jesus got off the boat, they saw him. And this is when he cast him into the pigs. But we're just going to talk about this scripture. And behold, they cried out to him saying, talking about the demons, what have we to do with you, Jesus? 
you son of God? Art thou come to torment us before the time? See, those spirits, those demons, the spirits of the Nephilim that were uh, killed now want to possess people. They possess AI and they know they have a, a short time. See, everybody's ramping up their game, but the church, the elite is ramping up their game. The politicians is ramping up their game. They ramping up. They know that we are in a very important time. They trying to get as many as they can to destroy them, but we have to reach many as we can for the purposes of eternal life through Christ Jesus. Amen. Can I get a can I get an amen from the in-house uh, gathering audience? Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter twenty verse ten, and the devil that deceived them were cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. And shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Day and night forever and ever. We'll talk about that some other time, eternity. And, and that's a different type of time that, that never ends. But the devil, he knows his time is short. He knows he's going to be thrown into the lake of fire. He knows that God's going to judge him. He knows that he has but a short time that he will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And everybody that followed him. So it's, it's, we have to be ready in time. While we're living in time, let's be ready. Let's ready our hearts and mind. Let's get a sense of urgency in our spirit to do the will of the Father, to please Him. And that doesn't mean you quit your job and if you're a doctor, I can't be a doctor. No. If He called you to be a doctor, be the best doctor. But in those cases where the person, you know, they're they going so bad, pray for them. Don't be afraid to talk to them about Jesus. You're a construction worker. If you if you're a contractor, if you're a builder, man, you build these beautiful homes. Man, build those beautiful homes. Pray for those homes before they're bought, before they get sold. If you're a realtor, walk with the Holy Spirit as to how to help people. Walk in the will of God in whatever genre or whatever type of work you do. Walk in the Spirit of God. We have to be ready in time. Matthew 24, 41, it tells us, therefore, be you also ready. Be you also ready. For in such an hour, as you think not, the Son of Man comes. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom the Lord has made a ruler over his household. In other words, what is God giving you responsibility to do? Even if you're not a manager or a supervisor at your job, you have responsibility there to do what God wants you to do while you're there. You are a servant of God no matter where you go. You might be a teller, but you're not a teller everywhere. You're a teller at that job. But in Christ, you are a child of God and you are a servant no matter where you are. And it says here, to give them meat in due season. So you are responsible in the area to feed people, to give people the truth, to minister to people in that time. Blessed is that servant who the Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. So when he comes, be, be, that's, that's, that's what he's talking about. 
being ready in time, understanding the times, the urgency of the times to do what he wants. And then when he comes, we're doing what he wants. Instead of doing our own will, we're doing the Father's will. Blessed are we. Now, it's one thing to be blessed here on earth, but what about being blessed in heaven? Can you imagine that? Being blessed in heaven. I mean, just to be in heaven mm -hmm. is good. Ain't that right, Tay? But how about you being blessed in heaven? Mm. Wow. He said, Verily I say unto you, that he shall make you ruler over all his goods. But if, but and if that evil servant say in his heart, My Lord delay is coming. And shall begin to smite his fellow servants. So us as leaders, especially as ministers, we can't tear down our brethren. We have to build them up. We can't get so frustrated that we start wrecking people, destroying people. Even people who own your own business, your employees, they belong to God. Watch how you treat them husband. Watch how you treat your wife. Wife, watch how you treat your husband. Mothers, fathers, watch how you treat your children. Children, watch how you treat your parents. And it says here, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink and to eat and drink and become drunken and be with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in the day when he looks not for him and in an hour that he is not aware and shall cut him asunder and appoint him a, his portion with the hypocrites and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Lord is warning us. There is a time we've given, we're given time. We're given this fourth dimension to help us to serve the Lord. And by serving the Lord, man, he will bless us on earth, bless us in heaven, set things up for us, give us give us favor. See, some folk think working three jobs because they think they need money. No, you don't need money. You need favor. You need God's favor. But how are you going to get God's favor? Doing your own will. Father, what's your will? What do you want me to do? Let your will be done in my life. In Mark chapter 13, verse 32, it says, But of the day and that hour know of no man. No, not the angels, which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. When Jesus walked on this earth as the Son of Man, he was confined like we are. He had developed a personal relationship with the Father, even as a child. He had to grow into his purposeful relationship. That's why he went to talk to the priests and, 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 and learn the Torah and all that stuff to fulfill his purpose. We must do the same thing. It's time for us to make a choice. It's time for us to make a choice. And we're going to stop here and pick it up on the next broadcast. And on the next guy cast. It's time for us to make a choice. Time if, if affords us to make a choice. We can't make a choice outside of time. Because when we pass, we heart. There's no choice to be made. It's already set. Mm -hmm. So time is literally giving us opportunity to choose whether we're going to serve God or whether we're going to do our own will. Yeah. Jesus was our example. He said, I came down from heaven to do the will of the Father and not to do my own will. 
This last scripture for this Godcast. Revelation chapter 22, verse 10 to 13. If this is getting heavy for you, you feel that conviction, don't, don't cut it off. Don't hear what we're saying. Hear what just for pen say, Lord, I've been doing my own thing, my own will. Just say, Lord, help me. Forgive me. I, want, I choose to serve you. I don't know how, but I want to serve you. I don't want to miss you. I don't want to waste time on my own self. Because we can see how they, what that gets us. But Lord, I want to use this time to glorify you. I don't want time to use me to destroy me. And guess what? He will save you. He will help you. You don't have to feel you know, condemnation and feel bad and beat yourself up. Just make the choice. We have a choice. God will honor whatever choice that we make. And we'll be rewarded according to our choice. Revelation chapter two, 22, chapter 22, verse 10. It says, And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. See the prophetic word. God speak the prophetic word in time, and it has time to fulfill itself. The time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. Make the change. Then you want to be filthy, continue to do what you're doing. You want to be unjust, you want to be wicked. He said, continue to do it. That's what you want. Continue to do what you're doing. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. So if you want to be righteous, you want to live from God, then go ahead. Now when he say he that is filthy or he that is wicked or he that is unjust, if that's what you want to continue to be, he said, I, I, I give you that. I gave you will. I gave you a choice. You can continue to do that. But if you're wicked, if you're unjust, if you're filthy, and you don't want to be that way, just say, Lord, forgive me. Change mm -hmm. me. Holy Spirit, help me. Yeah. And he will. He wants that. God. The Bible said God doesn't desire for anyone to perish, but all come to repentance. Repentance means to come back to him because he created us. He loves us. Then it says here, and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to the works. His work shall be. Whatever we do, he's going to reward us for it. If it's wickedness and unjust and filthiness, he's going to reward us for that. But if it's righteousness, if it's his will, if it's his way, if it's what he wants us to do, then he's going to reward us and bless us for that. Let us make the choice. Oh, we still have time. Let us choose to serve him. Let us choose to tap into this, to understand the urgency of this fourth dimension of time and choose to do the will of of him who loved us, gave himself for us, who created us. He said, I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning of time and I am the end of time. I am the first and the last. That, that the beginning means origin and the ending means destination. He's the beginning, he's the origin, and he's the end. He's the goal. That's why Paul said that you know, looking forward to those things that are before me. I reach for the, 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 the goal, the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. He's the goal. Let's reach toward Jesus. And let's join in one with him to say, Lord, even as you 
or I want to be like that. I want to do and fulfill the will of the Father while I'm in the fourth dimension of time. Because there is no choice to be made afterwards. We either chose on the earth to serve him or you chose not to. And where we go after that will be determined by the choice we make now. Let's choose him. Let's choose to do his will. Because he is the first and he is the last. And he wants us to have our day with him and to be with him forever. He wants us to walk for him and live for him on this earth in relationship with him personally and purposefully. That we might go and be with him forever. Amen. Is that Amen. good? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to say before we go off? He's such a beautiful woman of God. I love you. Love I appreciate you, you so much. Amen. That's my help me, y'all. <laughs> we complete each other in Christ. Amen. 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 So, uh, he's going to close out in prayer. Father, we just thank you for um, the things that you've revealed today, Lord. We choose to no longer be a servant to time, Lord, but we choose to serve you, Lord, and to put you first above all things. Um, not just saying that, but actually, indeed. And we make the choice today to do that, Lord. In Jesus' name, have your way in and through these vessels. Um, we just love and honor you, Lord, and, and, and put you above all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you all that Happy are here. Guys. Love you all that are watching us. Um, if this has blessed you, share with others. And we're not into this here so we can get paid or whatever. We want you to share it because we want people to know the truth. We want people to know the truth globally that people might come repent, come to Jesus, or draw closer to him and begin to walk in purpose and power to the glory of God our Father through his Son Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit of God. All right, we love you. We pray blessings upon you. You have a wonderful rest of your uh, day and your week and the rest of your life. Let it be blessed in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Spiritual Matters. Yes, we love for you to tune in to new episodes every Friday. Have any questions? Comment below or email us at info at globalcore.org. That's info at globalcor.org.